mindfulness mode. Take it one step at a time and continue taking action. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness right here on Mindfulness Mode. Mindful Tribe, the vegan movement is huge. And you might be a person who is vegan. Maybe you're just starting into it. Maybe you've been doing it for quite a while. Well, we're here with a person who has been really advising people on this topic for quite some time, helping people lose weight, helping people just be the best person they can be while being vegan. So we're going to talk all about this with... Scott Burgett, the founder of Evolution Vegan Academy. Hey, Scott, are you in mindfulness mode today? Heck yeah, I am. Thanks for having me on, Bruce. Oh, it's my honor. I'm really excited to talk to you all about this. I'm going to share a little bit more about you. I mentioned you're the founder of Evolution Vegan Academy, which is an online coaching program that helps vegans lose up to 20 pounds in four months so that's pretty quick we'll be able to talk all about that he's got a system called the m3 lifestyle system and he's a cscs we can talk about what that is and precision nutrition level one certified coach and he's trained both professional and collegiate athletes and he lives in austin so let's talk all about this scott but before we get right into the details what does mindfulness mean to you Absolutely. Thanks for asking, Bruce. Um, mindfulness, it's funny, if you had asked me this about five years ago, I probably would have a different answer than now. It continues to evolve. But mindfulness to me um, at the present moment means being present to your circumstances, like taking that extra intention or, or thought to like really kind of ground yourself and ask yourself the question, why am I doing what I'm doing? It kind of, uh, it's, I see it as like, removing yourself from the the automatic autonomic day-to-day type um, routine and really being grounded and you know asking yourself questions like why am i doing this am i hungry am i thirsty do i want to do this do i want to do that so that ultimately it can help you make better decisions and direct you you know in the in the life course that you're currently on right now Mm -hmm. well i certainly agree with that tell us what cscs is Absolutely. So CSCS stands for Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, so it's a it's essentially there's certified personal trainer and then there's certified strength, which is just one level above. And the reason why I have that versus just a certified personal trainer um, is because originally um, out of college, my goal was to work with uh, collegiate and then professional. And that was kind of the you know, that was the one step above trainer. Like if you're a CSCS you already know that the stuff to be a trainer is just now more um, college specific. And I've now kind of been able to use what I've learned helping uh, professional and collegiate athletes to now um, do to basically spin it in a way that actually works with, um, you know, normal people who aren't athletes. Mm -hmm. um, So they get a little bit higher level of instruction um, because of that. So you spend a lot of time helping people lose weight. Have you ever had a weight issue yourself? Um, yeah, actually, when I was growing up, um, my first experience of weight loss was when I started when I was eight years old. Um, so when I was eight years old, I was playing football and I was always the the bigger kid. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, my friend group, I mean, yeah. in the football ranks, everything. And so literally for the first probably four or five years um, of my initial Pop Warner football career, I was always coming down to losing weight at the very end uh, to the point to where. I was like wearing baggy clothes and trying to sweat the weight out. I mean, it was down to the nth degree. Um, I wasn't vegan back then. So I was going to school and all my friends were eating all the cool foods and I was eating 
uh, tuna fish lettuce wraps and like carrots and water and everybody's, you know, having all their sodas and their pizzas. And I kind of internalized that, you know, for myself, like, wow, like I'm, I'm bigger than everybody. I guess weight loss is just part of my life. Um, and so, you know, I'm 33, going to be 34 this year. So, I mean, it's been, you know, it's, it's stuck with me for, um, you know, 25 years since I first started. Well, so tell me about becoming a vegan. When did that happen and why? Good question. Um, so I officially kind of considered myself vegan um, January 2017 okay. um, and leading up to that. So 20, basically it started in 2014 where I saw, I can't quite remember the name, but I watched a documentary on Netflix that really just intrigued my interest about just plant-based eating, right? Just an alternative way of eating. And I was fresh out of school, like really kind of into um, alternative ways of, of training and coaching and nutrition and kind of caught my, but I just pushed it to the side. I was like, that's great, but that's not for me. It seems cool. A couple of years go by, you know, 2016 comes around and I start now the doc, the Netflix documentaries are really coming out on, um, you know, plant-based eating, actual veganism and the animals and everything. And I started just watching it cause it was on the top of my queue. Cause I watched a lot of, uh, science and nutrition and, and exercise shows and it just happened to be there. And I started watching it more and it, it really started to resonate with me. I'm like, wow, this is actually like not only a great thing to do for the planet and for the animals, but like for actual performance. And so I started to kind of experiment with it and just, I would, uh, I was working in corporate at the time at a bank as a wellness administrator. And I would do uh mason jar salads for my lunches. So I do like, it'd be like the lettuce at the bottom and there'd be like the different levels of food. And so for the protein, I would usually do chicken. And I started subbing the chicken out for like chickpeas or other beans and tofu. And I slowly started to start eating more that way. And then I experimented with breakfast and lunch. And then um, it came down to the, the the night that I made the decision. My wife and I were watching the documentary. It's called Cowspiracy. So like conspiracy, but Cowspiracy. Um, and it was a night in 2017. I can remember very vividly. I was uh, washing the dishes. We just got done eating dinner. And my wife was on the couch in our apartment. And uh, the scene came on the television of the fate of baby male chickens. And I'll spare the details, but um, as you can probably imagine, um, it's not pretty. And based on that, I paused the video. Uh, my eyes were bawling. Tears were running down my wife's eyes. And I looked at her and I said, we're done. And I kind of made an X with my hands, like being done. And she's like, okay. And literally that night, cleaned out my pantry, cleaned out the fridge of all animal products. I just bought like a huge tub of uh, whey protein powder like that literally had you know I took a couple scoops out of it but it all went in the garbage and I just kind of was like all right you know I'm starting fresh that day and you know it's been history ever since wow that's really something to have such a pivotal moment as that take it right back to that moment and it just must have impacted you so tremendously and i know it does for many people you know there's so many factory farms and whether it's chickens or pigs or or cows cattle you know like man it's uh it's such a huge industry and it 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 shouldn't be such a huge industry should it agreed 100 percent agreed yeah i mean it's 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 almost like it's gotten to the point it's like too big to fail type of mentality but now that the vegan and the plant-based movement is becoming more normalized there's actually being some major shifts you know in the industry and even like you know the people who are um who are doing those uh, types of like animal agriculture they're starting to rethink their own practices so it's happening slowly but it's happening and you know even like the same thing i tell my clients all progress is good progress and that's kind of where i see the direction going right now so when you first went vegan did you have trouble getting enough protein did you did you start to feel a little bit um like maybe loss of energy or not as as much get up and go 
I felt a little flat. It's kind of yeah. like the, the word that comes to mind when you ask that. And mm-hmm. um, that's because I didn't understand protein at the very beginning. So um, without going too deep into it, you know, there's what people think are, are vegan proteins and there's what actually is vegan proteins. I explain a lot of this, you know, my social media and my content. And we're taught when we go vegan that, you know, beans are a good source of protein yeah. and quinoa and rice. And while, you know, even sometimes spinach, which still kind of blows my mind because, you know, spinach you can eat a whole bag and it's like 20 calories, right? Yeah. Um, and while those foods do have protein in them, they're not actually primary proteins, right? That's the secondary macronutrient in them when they're primary carbs. And so at the very beginning, I, I got really flat and I actually lost a bunch of weight. And I remember my dad um, commenting one time I went back home to visit. He's like, you got all skinny. Like, what are you doing this vegan thing for? And I was like, what? And you know, I didn't, like, but I kind of started looking. I'm like, man, I do kind of look just like, um, just, just flat. And so yeah. I really started like, okay, something, you know, something's amiss here. And I started actually learning more and it kind of opened my mind up to like, wow, like if you go vegan and you don't actually pay attention to what actually is protein, then I wouldn't say deficiency is in the realm, but if you want to build a physique, right, if you want to build a body like that, then protein does matter and you could get into a little sticky situation. So I kind of completely overhauled what I learned and how I was eating to kind of where, you know, what and where I am today and what I teach. So um, if you're not careful, you could be a little bit low on it, especially if you're in the exercise world. Um, but the whole deficiency argument, I mean, you really got to like try hard to be actually deficient in protein, which oh, is a good oh. thing for you know people who go vegan or plant-based. So tell us more about the proteins. What are the proteins that can really help you to, to feel great? Absolutely. Um, so the best primary proteins uh, right now for those who eat plant-based or vegans are um, a food which is called seitan. Um, and you know, like it's kind of a play on Satan, but it's, it's Satan. So it's spelled a little bit differently, but it's, how, did, uh, how is it spelled? So it's S E I T A N when Satan is S A T A. Yeah. So it's, it's S E I T A N it's based from wheat gluten and wheat gluten happens to be very high in protein. So, um, Satan is used a lot in like mock meats. Um, it has kind of like a more chewier, like chickeny like texture. So you'll find that in a lot of those products. Um, that's definitely the number one when it comes to the ratios of high protein, uh, tempeh, which are fermented soybeans. That's a really good one. Uh, tofu is another good option. Uh, protein powder is another good option. Um, and then just some mock meat. So there's a lot of vegan or plant-based mock meats now. And to be honest, a lot of them are garbage. They're really just a lot of high fat products, but there are some good ones. It's really, um, you, you gotta like, kind of like study and, and learn it more. And if, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I've kind of heard about that, but I'm unsure, you know, please uh, follow my content. I do a, a, a thorough job explaining on what actually constitutes as a good vegan mock meat and which one is where you're like, eh, I don't think I need that in my life. Oh, this is really interesting. One of my favorite restaurants uh, here in my city is called Plant Matter Kitchen and they have amazing oh. food. They have cool. two locations and they're just absolutely amazing. And the food, it, it just tastes so incredible. And <laughs> uh, it's hard to believe sometimes that it's all just plant matter right. <laughs> material, you know. And uh, we went there for New Year's Eve and it was so good, but I was so full afterwards. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, Probably all that fiber. <laughs> I guess. I didn't feel like I gorged on anything, but afterwards I was like, oh, <laughs> I was really full. But they did all these small uh, courses. So it was like nine oh, courses cool. or something. And so, but anyway, it was fantastic. But I, I'd love to hear more about this. Uh, so temp, tempa, is that how you said it? Fermented soybeans? Yeah. Te- usually it's pronounced tempeh. Tempeh. Yeah. But yes, it's made from fermented soybeans. It's kind of, it's got a unique texture. So 
a lot of people aren't a big fan of it uh, because of the texture, but if you end up cooking it right, it can, you got to just, it, you know, like anything practice. Uh-huh. So but there's that tofu is a good one. Tofu is again, is a texture thing for some people. Um, if you're unsure about how to cook tofu, the best way uh, to cook that is to get it nice and crispy. Um, but tofu is a great option there. We got some of the mock meats, like I was sharing, um, you know, protein powder or protein bars are always a good go-to. And then honestly, like seitan is, is my personal favorite because I mean, you can't beat the the macro ratios. I mean, it is super high in protein. And um, if you cook it just right and get the right products, um, it's really good. Okay. And so is it available like at all kinds of health food stores and that kind of thing? Yeah. Most, um, you know, if it's a smaller store or if it's a store, like maybe in a smaller town, it might be a little bit harder to find, but you know, all major whole foods carry it. Some of the larger grocery stores, typically there's a section. Um, it kind of depends on the store, but typically there's a section in the, like the produce area. It's kind of like the alternative section. Okay. Usually you can find them there. And then sometimes you can also find them in the freezer section on, there's a lot more stores coming out, you know, with plant-based alternatives or, yeah. or the meat-based alternatives. You can find a lot of them there too. So what is seitan like compared to tofu? Is it like a product like that? Um, I would say it's, you know, it's an alternative. I would say that's probably as close as you're going to get. But seitan is a little bit more, um, a little bit more chewy. So it's got a little bit more texture to it, right? When you eat it, you chew it. Tofu, depending on how you eat it or how you cook it, some can sometimes be a little bit soft, yeah. which is like why like with tofu, you want to really focus on slicing it really thin so it you know, gets crispy. Because sometimes, you know, people try to be like, sure, I'll try it. And they'll, they'll kind of like, you know, they'll eat it. And they'll give me that face. And it's like, it's just kind of like, it's, it's like a slimy or like mushy. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like is what it is. But if you cook it right, it helps yeah. out. So yeah. a little bit different with the texture, um, but both very, very great foods um, for health and, and, you know, for especially for vegan fitness. So do a lot of vegans have trouble losing weight? Because I would have thought that if you truly become vegan, you you would just lose some weight and you wouldn't have problems losing weight. But tell us. Yeah, um, I see it kind of on both sides. I find that the people who don't necessarily have trouble losing weight when they go vegan or plant-based, they do have trouble losing fat. So kind of like I was sharing earlier, my story of I, as I look flat, like I lost weight, but not the right kind of weight. I lost some of my muscle tone. And so I just looked, my body looked the same but my weight was down. And, you know, you look in the mirror, you're like, well, I weigh less, but I still look kind of the same, like the fluffiness. And so that's kind of the differences there with people who lose the weight, but not the fat. On the flip side, for people who actually go vegan, uh, you know, nowadays, depending on where you live, there are a lot of vegan options, like delicious foods, right? Like there's always like the newest snack food coming out and it's, it's tempting. It's like, you know, in the vegan community, it's like, oh, another vegan option. Let's go try it just because it's vegan. So I get a lot of those people who come in and um, they're kind of like the self-proclaimed junk food vegans so yeah. you know as you can imagine like with the vegan movement there is a lot of, there's a lot of processed foods in any sort of diet yeah. um but they come in you know and they're, they're kind of off kilter a little bit they've tried doing one thing um a lot of the a lot of the advice that comes in is just like all right if it's vegan it's healthy or eat as much <laughs> as you want you know with no right. consequences and it's these I kind of call them backwards habits that gets kind of put out there of like, oh yeah, it's our free pass to just do whatever we want. And then those habits eventually catch up to you in, yeah. in the way that you don't want them to. And then that's when they come to me and like, okay, but I, everybody was saying this and I've been doing it, but my results aren't quite the same. So I hear you saying different things and that's when they get intrigued and then, you know, they come in and they become clients and they get really good results. Well, you have to be very careful what kind of oils they're in and what kind of oils they're cooked in. Isn't that right? Yes. Oils. I will say this, based on what I've read, the science on oils, some of the, um, 
maybe this is a strong word, but the fear mongering or the, uh, the awareness on oils is a little bit stretched, but overall you should be mindful of oil in particular. I hardly cook with oil anymore. I typically use veggie broth instead. Oh. And I know that some of those processed vegan proteins that I eat, you know, are, are, do have oil in them. So it's kind of like a little bit of give and a take. Um, or like if I go out to eat and you know, that more than likely using oil, it's kind of like, that's what I use for that. But at home, when I'm cooking from scratch, I typically use broth or water. Um, instead of sauteing food and oil, just to kind of bend and flex a little bit with some of the other foods that I but eat. How do you get your tofu crispy then? Uh, air fryer works really well. Oh. Um, honestly, just cooking it if you um, marinate it. So the key with tofu is you got to marinate it so okay. that it gets on the inside. But if you cut it flat and you marinate it and you just put it in the oven um, or the air fryer, it will get crispy as is. Oh, really? If you do want a little bit of oil, it definitely will help. But you can do it um, uh, with, or you can you can even saute it on a pan too and as long as you do it enough time each side, you'll get that nice crisp on the outside. Okay. So it sounds yeah. like you do quite a bit of cooking, do you, Scott? I do. I really enjoy it. Actually, before uh, coaching, I started out as a, uh, a food blogger oh. um, because I wanted to you know, help the vegan movement and people were, were messaging me like, wow, your food looks really good. So I was like, all right. And I wrote health articles on it. And that was kind of like my first phase. The blog is still active. It's called plantbasedscotty.com. You know, there's some articles that and recipes on there that um, people might enjoy. I don't actively post on it because I do more of the coaching now, but it is still out there. And so I learned a lot from that, which I'm really grateful for because you know, if you're gonna be a food blogger, you have to put out good content. So you just kind of learn naturally how to cook and um, that's really helped me. So Scott, can you tell us a typical story or, or maybe even a specific story about somebody that came to you and they were having some issues, you worked with them and you helped them to get on a better side of, of being vegan? Absolutely. Um, the story that comes to mind, there's a lot of them, but the one story that comes to mind, um, her, one of our clients, she's one of my first clients. Her name was Tori. Um, her name is Tori. And the cool thing about it is I still follow her today on social media and she's still implementing, um, a lot of the principles that we taught her. She's really healthy. She's kind of taken her own results and her, her Instagram page has kind of become like a yoga inspiration page because she got so inspired after her transformation. So, uh, she came to me and I'll never forget this because it resonated with me so much and how I felt when I was younger. Um, she was working, um, for a bank at the time and just did a lot of sitting at her job. And we were on the phone and she was like, you know, Kushkati, like, I just feel like a lumpy couch potato. And I, you know, it's a very big visual. And I was like, wow, that, you know, that's powerful. That was a, one of the first times somebody actually described it that powerful to me. And I was like, you know, I instantly know what you mean. And um, she was, you know, she thought she was about 20 pounds overweight. So she wanted to lose around to 20 pounds. And my first phase program, she was down about 15. And she was like, I love this. I want to keep going. So we enrolled her in my second phase program. And um, she went from feeling like that lumpy couch potato and really confused about how much should I eat? What should I eat? And also like, who should I be hanging around with to end up losing 33 pounds? Um, she lost over 20 inches and upwards of double digit body fat percentage. And now she's becoming an inspiration in the yoga community. Um, she, I still continue to see her work out all the time, eating in the way that we've taught her. And, um, when we talked to her at the end of the program, you know, I'd like to talk to my students, you know, reflect on their journey and the results. And she's like, you know what? I feel more free now. Like, I just feel like I'm able to express and do the things I've always wanted to do because I, I'm confident in that now. Like I, I started with my body, you know, she lost the weight. She, she started seeing her appearance and becoming confident in that. And then that started to lead to confidence into the other areas of her life, you know, to kind of put herself out there, so to speak. And it's just, it's a very impactful story. I like to tell a lot of our students. Cause like, if you, if you really commit, I mean, you could completely change your life um, for the better. 
Well, let's talk about sugars. Some of the some uh, of the great restaurants I go to are vegan and they're great. And then you get to dessert and it's like, holy crow, they like pull out all the stops. And I've been pretty much sugar free for about five years. And and I think that's a great way to lose weight and be healthy is to be sugar free. What are your thoughts on sugar? So uh, sugar is you got to be careful with sugar. Sugar hasn't necessarily been proven in the science to be addicting but it has a lot of addictive qualities to it. Let's be honest, right? Like anybody can agree if they, you open a bag of candy or cookie, you know, whatever your kind of uh, devil's advocate, right? And you open it and you keep eating it and eating it and eating it. And you're like, oh yeah, just cause I like them. Well, there's probably a little bit more going on in there. So I do want to like, at least point that out. I'm a big proponent of making it work for your lifestyle. So while I don't necessarily believe everybody needs to avoid sugar, we do need to manage it. So mm-hmm. the way I teach is a lot about is about managing the things that you do. So if you're if you're somebody who likes to go out to eat, right? That's great, and we can include that in your plan. But we got to manage and give and take what we're doing. Like if you're always getting, uh, you know, the the protein and then the, the fries and then all the you know the starchy stuff and dessert, it's like, well, we got to take a look at what we're doing. Maybe we can do a lighter meal and maybe a heavier dessert, or maybe we do a heavier meal and no dessert. And so when it comes down to that. As long as you're in control of your decision making, you know, speaking of mindfulness, right, being mindful and intentional of your decisions, Mm -hmm. then I'm all for making it work for your lifestyle. Like for me, I'm a dessert guy. So I find a way to make it work to where you bet your butt my other meals are going to be on point so that I can kind of like allow myself that freedom of enjoying it so that I feel like I can have it all. And that's kind of the mentality that I take an approach um, for my students is believing that they can have it all, you know, through different mindfulness techniques and then using and reinforcing actual like action to back what they believe up because you can believe something, but if you don't take the actions that align with that, you're always going to have a conflicting belief. But if you believe it and then take actions that align, you, you continue to reinforcing that belief, just like, you know, building a habit. And then eventually over a long enough time, you're like, this is just who I am. And doing that, um, you know, when it comes down to lifestyles is really important to me and, you know, for the students that I teach. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So tell me about moving. What do you do in your life to move? Oh, my favorite activity is walking. My very favorite thing to do, because when I can walk, I can kind of like, it's almost like a a flush of information or, you know, emotions if I need to get things out. I love to listen to audiobooks. Um, I use Audible and I got a ton of books on here that I listen to or different podcasts um, or, you know, different trainings. And I'm, if I'm in a program working with, I love walking. So that's my absolute favorite movement. Plus, you know, the, the health benefits are, um, you know, almost as good, like walking's free. And I believe the science, there's a recent article that came out that as long as you're hitting that 7K step mark, you're actually creating benefit for longevity. So we teach our students, all right, we're going to go for a minimum of 7K because it used to be like 10K steps, 10K steps, which, you know, if you get to that much, great. But as long as you're hitting that minimum seven, then that's always a healthy habit you can do. So I like doing that. I live in Austin. There's a, a river, lake right down the road. Um, I go walking with my friends and we catch up and talk. So it's just like it's a fun way to connect and to learn. Um, so that's probably like my all time favorite. And then um, on top of that, I'm a big gym guy, you know, grew up playing sports. So I've always been in the gym um, and I really love getting in there. And my personal favorite lift is a deadlift. I'm a traditional deadlift and I just love pushing the limit, getting stronger and really seeing what I can do um, as an opportunity for me to grow within myself and also show other people like, hey, if you put in the work, if you're consistent and if you if you put a lot of uh, positive energy into it, good things can happen. 
Well, you've certainly got positive energy. I'm feeling it today. You know, it's, it's really awesome what you're doing and how you're sharing it with the world. That's that's it. really fantastic. So I imagine you probably have not only coaching clients that you work with ind individually. Do you also work with people in, in groups? Do you have some sort of a group program? Great question. So my my program is kind of considered it's one on one support in a community mm -hmm. or you know, another word group. So um, my program is exclusively online and we have coaches. I have a whole team that works with me um, and we work with the clients individually one on one and then we do group community things within that. Um, so that's what we offer basically right now is every client that comes in, they get paired um, with a coach, the coach guides them through the program, hold them accountable. And then we do group activities where everybody gets to come together. You know, we're working on people all over the world. So people are um, speaking of, of people meeting and community. Um, that client, Tori, who I just mentioned, um, during the time she was here, she got really close with uh, three other ladies that were in my program. And actually, I think it was fall of 2022, um, I saw them on social. They all went on a vacation, like on a trip together and they like, spent a weekend together. And it was just so cool. Like, That's wow, like they're all on EVA and like they're all, uh, you know, together and having a good time. And it was yeah. just, it was one of those things where you're just like, all right, like, you know, I'm, I'm creating impact. I'm creating community. It just feels so good to see them like, you know, being friends and, and still doing, you know, the things that are going to allow them to have a, to live a great life and a high quality life. Yeah, that is really fantastic. And, you know, there are uh, sadly a lot of people out there that feel stuck and that feel as though, geez, there's no hope. I can't, I can't possibly lose the weight or I can't possibly move forward. And how do you help to change their mindset to one where it's like, hey, yeah, I believe I can actually do this. I love that. That's actually, you know, part of the, what you mentioned earlier, the M3 lifestyle system. So that's one of the M. So the M3 stands for mindset, metabolism, and movement. So, you know, going backwards, movement with exercise and walking, metabolism through nutrition and diet and mindset through the different techniques there. So uh, we have our whole programs laid out. We have a, a university style course curriculum that takes our students through different exercises to help them create their transformation. But to, to kind of help summarize it, um, in a more succinct way is everybody can lose the weight and create the body that they want. There is, unless you're physically incapable, like there's, you know, you're, you're, um, you have a condition that doesn't allow you to every it's possible for everybody. And what I like to say is it's, you know, people, it's, I mean, maybe I'm just meant to be this way. Look, it's not your fault. You were just taught the wrong strategy. If you learn the right strategy, you'll get better results. And so it's that alone. It's like, it is not your fault. There is zero guilt here, right? We're, we're judgment-free, you know, just come in with an open mind and we will help you. So that's kind of the first foundation is that you can do this. You just need to learn the right strategy. So it kind of opens the door of like, oh, like the entry, right? So we get them in there and there's some different techniques, but um, the one that really creates the most impact is belief through action. So, you know, we, we call our students action takers, really big on action and kind of like what I shared earlier, basically creating enough evidence over the course of time to believe you are the person that you want to become. And typically what I find with people who struggle or like who don't believe is that they might have like a good week and then a bad week or a good month and then a bad three months. And they're just caught in that cycle of up and down, up and down, up and down. And they just don't allow enough time for that belief to build. And that's how weight loss is. It's up and down, up and down. But as long as you keep going and don't stop, like whoever, whoever keeps going and doesn't give up always wins. Sure. For some people, it might take two years. Some might take two months, but as long as you keep going, we just help kind of speed up that process and, and put the right tools in place in the belief system to where 
literally all the evidence stacks up. So when I do um, 16 week reviews with my clients, I just had one right before this and you know, how, how are you feeling? And she's, and I get a lot. It's like, yeah, the weight loss has been great, but it's my, it's the way that my mind has changed. It's the way that I see things now. So what we're doing is we're helping them. We're helping show them that if you choose to believe a narrative that supports what you want, the likelihood of you getting there faster and more simpler increases. And then we just keep reinforcing that with different exercises, with accountability, with the community, et cetera. Let's talk about alcohol. You know, uh, I'm not much of a drinker, but a lot of people, you know, they're used to having a few beers, having a, a glass of wine every day. How is that going to impact you if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to be vegan? Let's talk about that. So glad that you asked that um, because a lot of people don't know this. So appreciate you asking the question. Um, to just start with the vegan piece, there are some alcohols, whether it be wine, spirits, or beer, that are not vegan. Oh. People might be thinking, well, wait, it's liquid. I didn't so, know that. There's, yeah, right. And so in, um, there's a website, I haven't visited it in a while. So this might be helpful for those who do like to drink and want to know if it's vegan. It's called Barnivore. So instead of carnivore, it's Barnivore spelled like B-A-R-N-I-V-O-R. So Barnivore.com and it it has a like a, a catalog of what what's vegan, what's not of most major. It's not going to have all the, like the little brands, but most major brands. So something for um, your listeners there. So that's the start for vegan. But when it comes down to actual weight loss, a lot of people don't know this, that the the last sip of alcohol. So let's say I took my last sip of alcohol right now. For the next four hours, my body stops burning body fat as fuel. So what happens is alcohol, our body sees alcohol as a poison. No matter how good and you know floaty we feel when you drink it, that's how, you know, our body's smart. It's like as soon as we drink, it's like poison, poison, poison. I got to get this out of here. So what it does is we burn body fat for fuel, right? Or burn the fuel that we eat for fuel. So our body stops that and says, I need to get this alcohol out. Well, what's a good way to do that? Start metabolizing it as fuel. So instead of burning fat, we start burning the alcohol off, which is sometimes mm -hmm. why, you know, when people drink a lot and they go out and they party and they're like, I can dance all night. It's because you're literally burning the alcohol as fuel because your body's like, I got to get this out. It's like screaming inside, like, get it out of here, right? right? And so, you know, time goes on. So that's the first thing about alcohol. When you drink, you stop burning body fat. So typically people who drink a lot and they're like, I can't do it. Well, because you're not giving your body a chance to burn the body fat that it has on there. So then the next question is, well, does that mean I can't drink anymore? Of course not. You can definitely drink. But again, just like the sugar, just like the eating out, we got to manage it, yeah. right? So if I were somebody who was like, all right, I want to lose 20 pounds, I would start to decrease your alcohol consumption. Maybe not eliminate it, right? Some people work well with that. If that works best for you, go for it. But you don't necessarily have to. But I would look to where it's just like, you know, a couple drinks a week, maybe create a boundary. We like to teach our students about boundaries. If you're going to do it, do it outside the home or only at a restaurant or only at a friend's house to where it doesn't become that habit at home. Mm -hmm. and start to receive results faster. And then what happens is the further you are away from it, the better you're going to start to feel because you don't have that hangover, that kind of sluggish feeling afterward. And then what happens, we, you know, a lot of our clients were like, Hey, you can drink. And so they get kind of nervous to come in like, no, we're good. But then like four months goes by and they're like, I don't even drink that much anymore. And it's not because I just said no more alcohol. It's just because I feel better without it. Right. Exactly. Um, me in particular, I'm going on, uh, I think it's this month, it's eight months alcohol free. And I just started it as a challenge 
And I'm now I'm like, I'm just going to see how long I can go. Like, I've never had a problem with it. I just like, it's more of a personal challenge now because mm -hmm. I just generally feel so good without it. And, you know, I like feeling good. Yeah, I do too. And I noticed that if I do consume alcohol, which is rarely, I kind of feel heavy and kind of bloated right. and I just don't feel at my best. And it seems to take two or three days to get that feeling out of my system. Exactly. And that's, it's that lag time. So the more frequently you drink, the more lag time you have. And if you stack up a full year and you know, you, you might be spending a month or longer recovering from those. So then it becomes like, all right, if you have these big goals, you got to, if that worth factor comes into where mm -hmm. then it's about, hey, maybe I can recreate my belief about alcohol and get better results. Exactly. Because then you start thinking, why do I even do this? Like, is it really worth it? Does it make me feel that great? No, yeah. <laughs> it actually doesn't. You right? know? That's for me. And I noticed there's a, a lot more talk lately about the actual dangers that alcohol causes to your body. And I know in our area of Canada, they've just released, they said, you know what, you really should try to keep alcohol down to, you know, two drinks a week or less because we've done a lot more studies and we found out that it really is causing so many problems to your organs and, and cancer causing problems with cancer. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, kind of like what I was sharing earlier, like alcohol is a poison, but you know, just full transparency for your listeners in college, I was a party boy. Like my nickname was literally party boy. So like I consumed a lot of alcoholic <laughs> beverages, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I want to like, let you know, I, I've lived that. Like I've been through that. Not to say that I'm necessarily proud of it. Like sure, college was a fun time, but I've grown and like things change. And it, you said it too, like it's like the worth factor. Yeah. Like for me, feeling good, like I've just, it's funny, like as you grow, you just kind of evolve your beliefs. Like now it's, yeah, I want to look good, but I want to feel good consistently because when I feel good consistently, for me, you know, I want to impact more people. Like seeing, you know, my clients get together for a vacation. Like that's what fulfills me. Like, yeah, is it fun to have some drinks and kick back and, and party and do something? Yeah, of course it is. But the other stuff is more like feeling good consistently, being able to, you know, my um, my wife and I, we just had our first son, like being present for him, being present for family. Thank you. Like, and it, it's just, as you get older, um, you know, maybe some of your listeners can resonate this. As you get older, like you just, priorities change and like you have to make that decision like what's totally. more important to you and for me i want to get the most that like opportunities come and they go and they could be swept away from you at any second and i never want to look back and be like man i had the opportunity but i just i couldn't get over my own fears or insecurities or beliefs or whatever and i ruined it i never want to look back so that's also a driving force of like while I got it, I want to just blast off like a rocket ship, impact as many people I can, feel good because the better I feel, the more people I can help. I love your outlook. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, as we move <laughs> forward in the interview, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 yeah. second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Mm. Um, my mentor, his name is Michael Chu. Um, he is my business mentor. He has helped me see things differently. He's helped show me what it truly means to be a successful entrepreneur, as well as an amazing father, as well as amazing human, like everything together. Awesome. How has mindfulness affected your emotions or affected how you, how you perceive your emotions? Mindfulness has helped me become more in control of my emotions because I'm more aware and intentional about the decisions that I make. So instead of running on autopilot most of the time, I run on intentional pilot, making up words here most of the time. And it, it just helps me make better decisions. 
Awesome. Well, let's talk about breathing. Is breathing part of your mindfulness or how does this affect your life? Oh, great question. Yes, yes, and yes again. Through meditation and through just centering myself and calming myself, um, learning how to control and get present with my breath has been one of the most beneficial things for me to just calm the heck down. That's great. Is there a book that you would recommend about mindfulness or about eating as a vegan or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I want to be prepared for this one. So definitely the one that's on my most recent mind is this called The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. Man, I'm a very controlling person. After you read this, you just want to like, all right, life, what do you got for me? I'm here for it. I know. This <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Good. It is like, it's legit. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. I know. I, I totally love that book too. <laughs> it's so amazing. So, uh, hey, are there any apps that you would recommend that can help? Absolutely. Headspace. Headspace is a meditation app. Um, I've used that consistently since 2016. I actually just recently crossed the 10,000 hours of meditation, something I'm super proud of because a lot of consistency. Um, that app keeps me accountable to meditation and meditation's changed my life. That is fantastic. Scott, as we wrap up the interview, do you have any final words of advice for our listeners? Absolutely. Um, whether it's weight loss, whether it's, you know, life, career, wherever you're, whatever you're working on right now, continue to just take it one step at a time. You know, when it comes down to just advice for you, just take it one step at a time and continue taking action. Like it's one thing to be an information seeker. It's great. Like you need more information to change, but always make sure to follow up with action. Before I start reading another book, I make sure and uh, take action that that book recommended or listen to a podcast or whatever. Second piece of advice is find a mentor or somebody that can teach you, look up you and, and teach you how to think differently. Mentors have been invaluable um, for helping me grow and just experiment with things that there's no way I would have even touched if I haven't learned from them. And um, it's, you know, it's helped me help other people too. And, and that's one of my greatest joys in life is being able to pass what I've learned on other people. So mentorship has been um, invaluable for me and I'd recommend that for everybody else too. Well, I can tell that that's a great joy for you. It is for me as well. And, and it's a real joy to interview you. Thank you so much for being on Mindfulness Mode today, Scott. Oh, just a second. Didn't you tell me you have something for our listeners? I do. Yes. For any listeners who want to um, learn more about vegan or plant-based proteins, um, I have a free guide that I built um, just for you. I'd love to offer you um, for listeners of the show. Um, if you want, you can go ahead and find me on Instagram and shoot me a DM and I will share that with you. So my Instagram is at coach scotty scotty with a y b as in bravo underscore so at coach scotty b underscore uh you could just send me a dm that says protein guide um and i know you came from the show and i'd be i'd love to shoot you over that link um to help you whether it's getting started or just expand um, the plant-based proteins in your palate um, so far that's cool. And I also want to mention your website, which is evolutionveganacademy.com slash application page. So yep. go there. Yeah. And it'll be in our show notes as well, Mindful Tribe, but I will repeat it. It's evolutionveganacademy.com slash application page. So check that out. And uh, Scott, it's just been great talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Bruce. I appreciate you. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening to the show today and thanks for liking and reviewing the Mindfulness Mode podcast on whatever app you use to hear the show. That really helps our, 
our program. Would you like to feel more vibrant and have more energy and more clarity? Well, Dr. Mark Hyman is known as the father of functional medicine, and he's put together a step-by-step program that will help you overcome the psychological and neurological symptoms that might have been dulling your mind and draining your life of energy and joy. This can help with, you know, that low feeling you might have. It can help with anxiety, ADHD, Alzheimer's, autism, also more subtle symptoms like brain fog or memory loss. The program is called the Ultra Mind Process. Fix your broken brain by healing your body first. For you, Mindful Tribe, Mark is offering a special discount of 60% off. You can get this special offer at mindfulnessmode.com slash markhyman, and that's H-Y-M-A-N. Note, this is an affiliate link. I appreciate it if you use this training and you enjoy it and benefit from it. And with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.